What's up? Welcome to Bow Down, the teaching ministry of Pastor Chris Tress. I want you to turn to Ephesians chapter 2, please. If you do not have your Bible, go ahead and lift your hand. Our ushers will get a Bible around to you. But if you have your Bible, go ahead and, and turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, Robin, um, where, Robin, just raise your hand. Robin, um, and let's give her a hand clap, please, church. Um, there is, uh, is one of the biggest issues with the church of Jesus Christ um, and, and even, even our own, when I say church, like we're introspective here, right? Is that when Nehemiah was building the wall, there were people that were assigned to certain sections of the wall. Hey, that's your wall. That's your section, right? And when you read that book, there's a group called the Tekoites. They didn't want to get dirty. They didn't want to do that kind of work. And where's Mark Matson? Mark, raise your hand. So Mark, and we can give him a hand clap. His place on the wall is creation versus evolution. Evolution is a lie from the pit of hell. And it's causing deception because people who are bent on evil do not want to believe in a God that created everything of which they're going to be accountable to. They want to believe in this great miracle that something came from nothing, which is not science. It's a fairy tale. It's faith. It takes more faith to believe in macroevolution than it does to believe in the creation story and intelligent design, which as we grow in our understanding of science, we realize it had to be created. There has to be a creator. And so Mark is teaching right now at 9 a.m., so 11 a.m., you could go and learn, right? Because we've got to teach the body of Christ to be able to go into colleges and take down professors that are coming with nonsense science and teach them the truth and fight back so that the lie of macroevolution and Darwin, who was more wrong than he was right, can go down. There's got to be another wall, though. Another place on the wall is what Robin is doing. She said, send me. I'll go. The great evil of our day, worse than slavery, is abortion. It's the murder of the unborn that God created in the womb. It is demonic. It is satanic. It is completely evil. And to say that it is a choice is to say that you do not believe in the Bible. If you are pro-choice, you are not pro-Bible. You can't be pro-choice and be pro-Bible. And in the church, it blows my mind how people can be pro-choice and claim to be following the Bible. You can't. Well, Chris, how can you be so dogmatic? Well, because I've read the Bible. And the Bible says in Jeremiah 1.5, 
It says, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you, and I set you apart as a prophet to the nations. Why is Jeremiah 5 very important? Because before he was born, God had a plan and a destiny as a prophet to the nations. That was the destiny. And when you kill a child in the womb, you're killing what God formed and what God created for a destiny. You're destroying it before it comes out. When you go to the book of Ephesians, it says you were chosen before the foundation of the world. Wow. God had you on his mind for over 6,000 years, young earth. For billions and billions. Anyway. Before he formed this world and everything in it, he chose you. chose you. Psalm 139 says, I've knit you together in your mother's womb. You are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. You're created by God in his image, in his likeness. He did that. He did that. When Mary conceived, she went. When the Holy Spirit came upon her and she conceived, By the Holy Spirit's presence, not from Joseph, she went to go visit Elizabeth and the baby that was inside, Scripture said, it leaped, little Johnny B. the Baptist. He leaped because he heard the sound. My Lord, my King is here. At conception, life happens. Science. Science. It's not your life. It's another life that God created in the womb. You can look at this online. It's shocking to me that the Democrat Party in New York cheered, cheered, and cheered when they passed the law for late-term abortion up until birth. That is sick, and that is demonic. And I was telling the Church earlier, the number one cause of death in the black community in America is abortion by far. 12% of the population, 38% of all abortions. Do you know the history of Planned Parenthood? It was founded by a lady named Margaret Sanger, and she said, and I quote, we want to exterminate the Negro weed. She is a racist. She is a eugenicist. Hitler looked at her work, and, she, and he was wowed. How can we do that here to the Jews? She hated children. And she also recruited, and you can read this, the the Negro minister to push Planned Parenthood. She wrote that. It's in their documents. 
but we have a church that is like, oh, man, I can't believe this guy's saying this stuff. No. Like our job, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, expose the darkness. Expose what they're doing. The racists want to kill the poor, the unborn. That's why Planned Parenthood, over 70% of their offices are in inner city communities. And so I say this stuff, and there's some triggering going on with some of you. And that's why I have you here in Ephesians chapter 2. It says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in which you once walked. You know, I got a girl pregnant in high school, or maybe I was out of high school, I can't remember. And I was wanting her to have an abortion. She had a miscarriage. I committed murder in my heart. Do you know why I wanted her to have an abortion? Because I didn't want her and that baby to ruin my life. How selfish is that? And so when I speak about this great evil, understand I was dead in the trespasses and sin in which I once walked, following the course of this world. I can't afford a baby. It's like a baby's a curse now in our society. Do you know what Genesis 127 says? It says children are a blessing from the Lord. They are a blessing from the Lord. Every child is a blessing from the Lord. Can't make babies apart from God. And there's people in the church that believe that they were an accident, that they were an unwanted pregnancy. Listen, no. This is why Jeremiah 1 5 is important. Psalm 139 is important. Ephesians chapter 1 is important that you understand that you were made by God. You're appointed by God. You're anointed by God. He chose you. He created you. He put you in your mother's womb. And you are here now because He did that, not because of whether it be rape, whether it be incest, whether it be any other sin. You are here now because God wanted it, because He loves you. And to think any other way is to think unbiblical. It's antichrist doctrine that has come into the church where we take on worldly philosophies that are anti-scripture. Since we're in Ephesians 2, I want you to, I want you to, to, to go back and I want you to look at verse 4 because I've, I've quoted it. It says, even as he chose us in him, where? When? When? Yeah, before your mom was born, before your dad was born, you were chosen. And so right now, in the name of Jesus, we just break off any demonic stronghold. If you think you were an accident, if you think that you do not belong, if there was rejection in the womb as well because mom wanted a boy, but, but mom got a girl, we just curse that rejection in the name of Jesus and we repent for mom and we forgive her 
because she didn't want what God created, which was you. Which was you. This was, you are God's plan before the foundation of the world. And what else does it say? That we should be what? Holy and blameless before him in love. He predestined. He already figured it out. He wanted to adopt us where? To himself. To himself. He wanted to save you, to bring you to himself. That's the purpose of the cross. And this is why we praise his glorious grace. Verse 6, right? We raise a hallelujah. And so back to 2. It says, we were dead in the trespasses and sins, and once you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit, small s, that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. So when people do not obey the gospel, and this is hard for us to get our mind around, when they do not come and give themselves to Jesus, bowing down to him, confessing their sins, confessing their need for a Savior, and desiring to say, Lord, please, please, I surrender my life. You are king of my life. I surrender my life to you, Jesus. I want to follow you. I need you. Please save me from my sins. When people refuse to do that, they are actually led by demonic spirits. Now, that's hard for some of us to kind of think like that. But that's biblical thinking. It's how Jesus looked over, Matthew chapter 9, he looked over the crowds. He saw that they were helpless, harassed sheep without a shepherd. Helpless, apart from God, people can do nothing. This world's on a they're doing nothing. Do you know how much Rockefeller took with him? Nothing. He took nothing. We're going to take nothing except for stuff we've done in Christ. And I want to take some people with. So there's demonic spirits in this world that are at work. And those that do not obey the gospel, they are at work deceiving and doing things, deceiving people. And again, that's hard to get our mind around, but I want to remind you, church, that um, when Jesus, he saw them helpless, harassed sheep without a shepherd, right? Mark chapter 9, helpless, harassed. What are they harassed by? They're harassed by the demonic, the demonic. That's what he saw. And he saw them without a shepherd. A shepherd? Yeah. What did he say in John 10? I am the what? Good shepherd. I lay my life down for my sheep. My sheep. Listen, without Christ, there's sheep running around with no shepherd. Sheep can't live without a shepherd. Sheep will die without a shepherd. Sheep will get eaten by wild beasts without a shepherd. Sheep need to have shepherds or else they'll die. But a good shepherd what Jesus came to do. And so he's saying, and he broke with compassion over that. Like, we don't condemn the world, but there should be a compassion. Because in, in Matthew 9, he says, 
He was filled with compassion because he saw the people helpless harass sheep without a shepherd. And then he just didn't go save them. He turns to the disciples and he says, hey, guys, we got to pray to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers. And then after he prayed, he anointed the 12 disciples and he gave them power and authority over what? The enemy. Why did he need to give power and authority over the enemy? Why? This is this battle's not against flesh and blood. And so if you're not walking in the spirit of truth, you're under deception. There's two there's two types of people in this world. People that are born again walking in the spirit are people without God. And and look at what it says in verse 3 of Ephesians 2. It says, among whom we all once, what? Lived. So again, this brings us to a humble place. We live like that. I live like that. Where I was led by my passions of our flesh. I want that, I'm going to get that. I got to get mine. That girl looks good. Let me go get her number. Without ever saying, Holy Spirit, is that the one for me? I was led by my flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature, and you might want to underline this, children of wrath like the rest of mankind. You can put John 3.36 over that as well because it's a cross-reference. And John 3.36 says, he who has the Son has life, but he who does not have the Son, meaning Jesus, the wrath of God abides on them. And so to think biblically is to see people with like a little wrath cloud over their head if they do not know Christ. And this is what Scripture is declaring. But verse 4 happens, but God who is rich in what? Mercy. By grace, we are saved. Hallelujah. Thank you. His great love saved us. I was dead, verse 5, in my trespasses and sin, but he made me alive. I've been born again. By grace, I've been saved. I've been raised up with Christ now, and I'm seated with him in heavenly places so that in the coming ages, he's going to show the immeasurable riches of his grace and his kindness towards us who believe in Jesus. And so it's by grace that we're saved through faith. It's not of our own doing. It's the gift of God. It's not a result of our works. It's not a result of me being a good person. It's not a result of my church attendance. It's not a result of that. It is by God's grace so that nobody can boast. And we're his poem. We're his poem. Who are we? to destroy the poem that God created in the womb. Who are we? God wrote a beautiful, unique poem in your life, a masterpiece, a work of art. Remember that word from two weeks ago. And we just sit by idly and we allow that to be killed and destroyed in the womb. That is evil and we have to begin to hate evil. 
Scripture says those who love God hate evil. There's a hatred for what's going on. Not the person because they're under deception. They're under deception. They believe that they're right. Before my wife was saved, she was pro-choice. She would vote pro-choice. But all of a sudden, when the Holy Spirit came in, she knew that's wrong. And then the Holy Scriptures affirmed that. You cannot be pro-choice and be pro-Bible. So, what do we want you to do with all that? We want you to go see Robin today. Robin, again, raise your hand. She's on the wall. She wants you to get some packets, get some signatures, so we can get this on the voting uh, uh, ballot so that we can end abortion in our land. And some of you are like, well, you shouldn't be getting, pre- you shouldn't be getting political, Chris. Just preach the gospel. Just preach the gospel. And let me, just, let me just say to you, when you study what happened in Germany with Hitler, there at the time when Hitler rose to power, there were 18,000 pastors 18,000 pastors, 3,000 of the pastors joined Hitler and were like, this guy's great. Make Germany great again. And they joined Hitler. Or build back better Germany. Okay, whatever. I'm not, just get over yourself. Focus on what's happening right now. Because I, there, if you follow the Bible, you don't, are, you're not aligned with every party. They're both wrong. They're both corrupt to the core. When we spend more on, on uh, the Ukraine than we do on our own public school system in a year, we can't say we love our kids. And both parties are signing off on that. We want to help, but man, a pastor, you're kind of getting in, you know, yeah, I am. I am. Why? Because the government is upon Jesus' shoulders. He is Lord and he is king. And I want a Christian nation. I want every nation to be Christian. Are you kidding me? What other kind of nation do you want? I want the king to rule and reign everywhere. And that's why we preach the gospel and we make disciples so the expanse of his kingdom can come and we see things that are in heaven are happening on earth and there's righteousness and there's justice being poured out that we don't have groomers in our school grooming our children, teaching them that they're non-binary. When Jesus said there's male and female, like we stand up for that evil and that wickedness where the enemy wants to put confusion in children. You can't believe in non-binary and believe that Jesus is the truth when he said in, Ma- in, in Matthew, he said there's male and female. You can't follow Jesus and have another view on gender. There's two genders according to Jesus. And if you don't agree with that, you're saying, Jesus, you're wrong. Chris, you are just so narrow-minded. Jesus is narrow-minded. He said, I'm the way, I'm the truth, I'm the life, 
And no one comes to the Father except through me. Me. One way. Narrow-minded. He's the king. You're not. Bow down. His rules, not yours. When you can create your own planet, you can make the rules. Bow down. And welcome first-time guests, by the way. Because I haven't done announcements yet. I went, I was serious. So, so here, let me finish on the Nazis, and then I'll get, we'll get to the announcement. So, 3,000 pastors join Hitler. They signed up, and they joined the, the party. There were 3,000 pastors out of the 18,000 that did not bow their knee to Hitler. And they spoke up against him being evil, corrupt, and polluting the church. Dietrich Bonhoeffer was one of them, and he was martyred and killed by Hitler. So, 3,000 stood up, 3,000 went with. I want you to understand, when we look at our American church today, do we see that? Huh? Yeah. Now, if there was 18,000 minus 6,000, where are we at? 12. And here's a sad thing that happened. 12,000 pastors did nothing, said nothing. And they just said, we just got to preach the gospel and love people. We don't want to get involved in politics. It's too controversial. And they were the silent majority that if they would have stood up, Hitler probably wouldn't have happened. They lacked discernment. They lacked the discernment in the hour. What is the biggest uh, attribute or... or, um, Scripture warns in the last days, more than anything, it's deception. Thank you, Delita. Deception, 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 deception in the last days. That's, that is throughout Scripture. That's what we need to be aware of. Deception is here. Deception is coming in the church. It happened in the 1930s where 3,000 went and 3,000 states and, and, and 12,000 states silent, both were deceived. Both were deceived. And so there's no such thing for a Christian to be in the silent majority. We speak truth to power always. 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 So go get some petitions. And sign them and do your part. Because the 12,000, they were singing the song, sing a little louder, sing a little louder, right? While concentration camps, Jews were, were, were in railroad cars and you could hear the people screaming because they knew they were going to be taken to their death and killed. And the churches would hear, but they would sing a little louder, 
so they didn't have to. And sometimes we, 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 let's look at us. There's a form of religion, but we deny the power. Because we do things in here, we don't want to do it out there. And we're all guilty of that. Have mercy, God. Have mercy. Thanks for visiting us today. Make sure to check us out online at www.bowdownchurch.com.